For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk Recorded live. All right, all right, all right. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Tonight, this is T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Compton Politics. This is the first episode season of the second year. Last week was the well, first year anniversary, 52 episodes. Today is 53. It starts a second year today. I'm very excited. Had a wonderful weekend. Uh, there's so many great things going on out here in the world and society and, you know, things that's going on with the people and the changes. And uh, there's just, you know, so just a lot of things going on out here, you know, and that's why we have constant politics to let you know the no of the no. Um, a couple of things that happen uh, throughout, you know, the nation, um, subjects and problems and issues, which we know, you know, you, you have um, – two entities of energy. You have negative energy and you have positive energy. And tonight is about both energies and how do uh, we come together up on the circumstances of, of just drastic measures of, of, of things that people decide to do because of, uh, because of history, really. I mean, all this comes from history of, 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 of young people not understanding uh, of history as doesn't matter what color you are, it's just the youngsters, I think, is, are so far lost with history, um, and it's like kind of, it's kind of an imbalanced, imbalanced subject to talk about. It, it kind of goes real deep because we lost a couple of people. Uh, the subject tonight is basically, let me look it up. I just want to say it correctly because I put it up on Facebook on what the subject is. The subject tonight is... How do Christians forgive what happened in South Carolina? I mean, yes, we have all these police shootings and shooting these black men down and uh, Black Lives Matter, and, you know, we've been worrying about the cops getting out, killing the young men and older men, and, and now it just went to another level. I mean, and I just feel I feel it went to another level, which um, it hurts my heart to see Actually, what happened in South Carolina, I mean, which, you know, we out here, you know, black-on-black crime in which we're killing each other. It's like, and it just gets to me to where when something happens, when another race do something to us, we're ready to jump. And, I mean, I, I got it. I feel it. I understand that. But we're ready to jump into the, just the, you know, you know how we do it. But then in our own community, we're killing each other. We have black-on-black crime. It's just every day. And we don't never really, like, we complain about it, but it's not as much as, as we supposed to complain. You know, we're not, I don't think we're out there really trying to stop a lot of things. We're just talking about it. So tonight is an open forum all the way from the beginning. Like I say, this is T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio, Compton Politics. My name is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Uh, I'm sure we're going to have different guests. I called in like a um, couple of guests to call in, some very important people to me in my life that 
understand what I want to talk about tonight. I'm sure we have other callers call in. Um, I just want to just start off the show by uh, finding out who's on the line right now. Okay, we got a couple of callers online. Um, first, we have Ms. Barbara McGee online right now. Welcome, Barbara. Well, hello, hello, Southern California. This is your girl, Barbara McGee, with uh, Straight Talk from the Higher Brush in the P25CL family. We've been dark for a while while we've been trying to resurrect the Miss Black California pageant, Northern Region. I uh, wish happy Father's Day to you, Lorenzo, and to Brother Andre, yes, and and of course, uh, kudos and greetings to you, my sister, Rosalind. You know, I I just wanted to say uh, just quickly, you know, that my heart goes out to those in um, uh, Carolina, South Carolina, but my heart goes out to any black American living under American rule and under what's really happening with us and all of us who are trying to do our very best, but we don't really understand in time. So that's really what I wanted to kind of bring to the conversation, but I'll let you introduce everyone, and I wanted to talk a little bit about that. So I'll wait for my turn. All right, very good. All right, I have another caller. Caller, what is your name and where are you calling in from? Yes, Sharif Mordecai Hazan, calling from Los Angeles, California. All right, Sharif. All right, right, Sharif. Go ahead. Go ahead again. I'm sure y'all didn't hear his name. Say his name again. Sharif. What's up, Sharif? All right. All right. Anybody else? That's it, Lorenzo. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead, Sharif. Tell us who you are. You know, tell us what you feel about the South Carolina situation, which is across America in our own communities. What do you think about what's going on? Yeah, I just wanted to start off by saying that I'm really appreciative of being on your show again, Lorenzo. Um, really um, just, um, just totally impressed by, like, you always having these great subject matters. Uh, just as a side note about myself, um, I'm running for Congress in 2016 in the 37th District, and um, a, a large part of my district, I think 24 percent of my district is African-American and um, you know the issues in North Carolina you know I think you know there's a, there's, a, there's a few different ways to look at it I think one way of looking at it is you know terrorism in the, in the United States you know and you know what you know are we really are we prepared you know, as a community to deal with terrorism, you know, and, and, and are we able to, as a community, deal with, you know, God forbid, a terrorist attack, you know, and, and dealing with the, the, the issues as a community that can transpire from that immediately, let alone long term. That's one. Second thing is, you know, I, you know, with this, this kid, I think it's, it's two folds. I think one, it's just like, was he was he more of an intention seeker or was he really like acting out, you know what I mean, like he's just like this really evil racist guy. You know, I feel like we're in the age of media and you know, I I don't know, I just I, I just feel like this is a, a kid that, you know, could have conceivably, you know, done something radical because of a bunch of different reasons, you know, and, and, and I don't 
necessarily buy into the fact that like he you know had this you know like hatred towards black people per se i mean i don't know i think everyone i don't know if you guys saw the interview with him and his friends and and i don't know you know i i don't know that's 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 um my take on it but i but 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 i do think um how how do we as a community as an african-american community in america respond to acts of terrorism you know on our soil is a it's kind of like what i wanted to discuss as we go further okay well today i was watching the news and the uh the director of the FBI stated that he's not gonna claim as a terrorist uh act because it was more of a political act he say. And that's really my main thing that would really trigger what triggered me off about wanting to do this, this this subject is because I mean, and is it a terrorist act? Is it a terrorist act or is it an urban terrorist act or is it just I mean, it's like it's crazy because here you have I'm just you know, there's constant politics, and I'm going to speak the real. Here you have Suge Knight that ran over somebody and hit somebody else because they was trying to kill him. His belt is $25 million. And here it is. You have this um, young Caucasian guy um, shot, went in, pre- premeditated. This, now, what you call, this is what you really call premeditated murder nine times. And this guy get a million-dollar bail. And... Um, you know, and it's just crazy because it's like, is it because of the different states that we in? Is it different? Uh, is, is it is it that the law that you run for Congress? What's yeah. the difference Hello? of the law? Yes. Yes, this is uh, Dark Gable here, Bill Courtney. Okay, Bill, we just we we just got in. We get in the conversation. I just want you to come on in as we go. I'm talking about the South Carolina situation. Thank you for calling. We have other callers calling in. Everybody's gonna get a turn. And I'm just asking you, elaborating on uh, uh, what went on as far as how this young boy then went up in there and he then killed nine people premeditated and he get a million dollar bail against Suge Knight running somebody over, uh, running two people over because his life was in jeopardy and he got $25 million bail. That's in California. This is South Carolina. Uh, we, we also need to remember about the flag that they have up. Like California, have the California bear for representing California, South Carolina has the Confederate flag of the Aryan nation. And this is another step. We know a lot of things we're going to talk about tonight. Everybody gets a turn. Let's just be respectful when somebody speaks. Uh, and that's all I'm at tonight is no cussing. And, Bill, can you let everybody know who you are, what you do? We're just going to go ahead and be very respectful. We're going to get right to the point, to the pinpoint. All I ask is let's just be respectful. You hear somebody speak, let's kind of, Take three voices back and let somebody speak. We're just going to come on because I'm just going. I know this is going to turn into a hot subject, and I know everybody has things to say. Let's just be very mindly and let's be respectful. That's all I'm asking tonight. So, Bill, can you let the people know who you are, where you're from? Because this is Compton Politics in the middle of Elvis Murphy. Okay. Uh, first of all, good evening, and thank you, Compton Politics. Thank you, Lorenzo Murphy, for letting me get on. My name is Bill Courtney. I just recently traveled throughout uh, Africa and Europe, and as an individual, but uh, I'm a jazz artist, I'm a musician, but uh, I was able to see another side of how we as a black person, and especially as a black man, uh, educated in very good shape and very good spirits and and uh, respectful of the almighty. But at the same time, with the things that's, that has been great for me, uh, has been uh, situations like this, the internet and this station being in tune with what's going on in the States while I'm going abroad and also sharing some of the views and 
points I have to share about the situation here and the situation that's been going on for the past few years. It's just now building up. Okay, okay. I appreciate that. Appreciate you calling in. Um, does anyone on the phone like to talk about something right now, you know, about what they feel? Because like, it's an open forum tonight. This is our Okay, show. I'm ready. I'm okay, ready. Okay, come on. So now who is this called? Speaking, everybody let's give her respect. Let's listen to what she got to say. And let's just, you know, add on what we can and what we want to be a part of. Okay, on, well, uh, uh, thank you very much, uh, Brother Lorenzo. Okay, well, I'm, again, Barbara, and I have a radio show, Straight Talk, and tomorrow night we'll be doing the same thing, open forum. Everybody's welcome to come, 730. Uh, but do know that we live in a state of, of, of immediate arrest. To know that a church was attacked like this, Where's our response? Where's our leader? Where's the spokesperson, the person that's willing to stand up and make a public, uh, um, a public uh, call out, a public cry to say, why do we have to wait for Occupy to stand up with us? Why are we sitting in our chairs at home right now waiting to see the news that's not reporting the fact that over 10,000 people marched today in Char- or rather the weekend in Charleston for, um, for the opportunity to have this come to an international platform. Um, my, my problem is, is that we as blacks have suffered 400 years of terrorism at the hands of whites in the United States. Um, now we live in a time where there's a media stage and anybody can elevate themselves by killing one of us, to a media stage. This young man, let me tell you the, 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 the real problem we're dealing with right now. Within 24 hours of his arrest, GoFundMe had accumulated $700,000 for his defense. So what we're looking at is we're looking at a system. We always like to call it the system, the man, the problem, and it looks like it's some kind of... Uh, make-believe paranoia that we have that we are always calling upon. But the bottom line is is we live in a system where the judicial system is not for us. Uh, The bail system does not allow us to post bail, to get bail. If we're innocent, we will stay in jail. Um, this we're seeing the system work for this young man. That's what Lorenzo, Brother Lorenzo, was talking about with the million-dollar bond. I mean, let's face it, uh, he's being protected because he did the good deeds, and that's what we've got to realize as black people. We can't go to our U.S. government or our police agencies. We've got to start actually putting this on an international level so we can get some international protection from yes. these white yes. folks right here. We, this is a U.N. issue. We it need is. folks to come really in is. and stand in the front of our doors from the UN and protect us. I think now, you know that's what, what I, I got to say about it. Hey, I like that. I like that. You know what? And I think constant politics need to be that forefront. I know they might blow my head off, but you got to be about something to, 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 to love something. You feel what I'm saying? So, I mean, you, that's a real issue right there, and that's the pinpoint. I love that. That's so real. I mean, they are protecting that young man. I mean, really. I mean. They really are. I mean, you got to look at it all the way around. I mean, why is that though? Can anybody answer why all of a sudden this not a terrorist yeah. act? Uh, it, 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 he get a million dollar bail. 
go ahead. Who's the next guest who's speaking? Well, can, can I just say something? No, Washington. Bill, Bill, this is Oz. Let's introduce the other two callers that came on the line. Oh, sure, sure. Let me, let me okay, go ahead. Go ahead, caller. You just came on? Uh, okay, go ahead, Bill. Okay, what I was going to say, first of all, the million-dollar bill is an insult. There should be absolutely no bill on that. But if you look at the roots of the problem, which is much bigger than that boy, he's 21 years old. He hasn't even been here long enough to hate us that much. He hasn't been embedded from the time he was a little baby. Some of these things that you see on, uh, that looks like a joke on the, on the Internet are not a joke of them playing with guns at very young age of us looking at us as, as, as not who we are, uh, discrediting any, any uh, rays of politics that we do. And then, at the, and then on the other hand, like uh, the lady said earlier, where is all of our people? See, once they get uh, us all riled up and follow them, they get them a talk show and we're out the box. You know what I mean? So you've got salaries, you've got money, you've got corporations holding the black on black down. Okay, so we're not able to 10,000 people. We should have heard that all over the radio. It should be on the news right now, you know, because as, as it stands now, unless CNN or some of the quote unquote big media boys and cyberspace guys uh, allow this type of information to butt in like you're seeing the kid uh, all safe and walking out with handcuffs on, we'd be in chains around our neck, around our legs. We shackled down so many police you can't even see the prisoner when it's a black person. so And this is going on now in some of the other states. Police are getting re- released in the last two years. Even our grand jury said they <laughs> let a blatant thing solved by a kid out. So with all these kind of problems, I think our inner problem and our shout should be within ourselves because we do have it between sports and corporate businesses and so many things that we have just as the four officers, black officers, hanging out just having a good time and look like they were having too much fun. The white officers pull them over just like any, as an excuse expression, bad black person that they want to look at. And they were hassled down, you know. I was with a very big star a few months ago in New York. We couldn't even get a cab unless he had his little white bellhop uh, help him get, get a taxi. So we can't get anywhere else, but now it has to go back to home. We have to support stations like this, the Internet stations that are not afraid to let us speak, because we are recorded, we are being watched, we are constantly being watched because they know they're doing it wrong. So I, I yeah. just wanted to interject. I, I appreciate where that uh, lady was coming from earlier. I like that. I like that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Compton Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. we got a hot show tonight. I'm sure we got Sharif that has something to say about elaborate on what's going on. Sharif, are you still on the line? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I just... Um Hearing everybody's uh, position, yeah. I mean, I I I think um, you know, like I said, I think it's it's. I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see like there's an imminent fear, you know, against you know, uh, you know, white people attacking black people in you know 2000. You know, what I mean, I I don't think that's the issue. You know, I think you know the issue is. You know, people say we need protection. I mean, we need protection from the prison industrial complex. You know what I mean? Like, we need protection from, 
you know, the abortion issue inside the black community. You know, that's where all the murders are happening, you know, in the abortion clinics and, and, and happening in, in our jails, you know. And so, you know, I think that, you know, the people, you know, who are above my generation, you know, they need to really have accountability that they are still sitting back to this day and allowing black children to be murdered inside abortion clinics, and they're allowing uh, a prison industrial complex to take the next generation of African-American, Latino, and even poor white youth and, and pretty much throwing them in the cemetery. So I think, you know, we could talk about the shooting, shooting in North Carolina, and, and we could have memories of the Jim Crow law and, you know, dogs barking at us in, 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 in Alabama and, and all that, but the reality is abortion clinics are killing black babies right now, you know, and right now there's funding that's going into prisons from the food that we buy and the taxes that we pay. Money is going into the prison, going into the police system that is basically sales agents for the prisons. You know, like it's not the police is not the issue. The, it, the police are just salespeople. They're 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 the they're the field operators to go out and collect the product for the prisons to make their profit from. You know, and and so I, I think that's that's really the issue. I mean, a, a white kid goes in there. I mean, he knew what he was doing. You know what I mean? And and, I, and he doesn't represent, you know, the vast majority of white people. He he represents a very 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 small percentage. And the whole mindset about oh well, if he was black, you know, they would have treated him different. You know, uh, uh, leaving the leaving leaving the, the 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 you know when it came to arrest him. You know, it, you know to me that's a slave mentality. You know, the, the reality is is that you know we should demand more of ourselves as human beings in America to be treated a certain way by law enforcement, not be a slave and say, hey, the master treated him better than he treated me. And 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 he should he should he should have smacked him in the head the same way he would have smacked me in the head you know I mean like what what is that you know like the reality is is like African Americans should have enough self respect for themselves that they as, as human beings that the police uh, police should not treat them the way that they do you know and it's not a situation where oh well, some massive injustice goes out on the viral on the viral some viral video and everyone gets riled up. I mean it's an everyday situation. I'm an African American though, you know. It's an everyday situation with police looking to lock up black people because they are programmed to do it because it's a business model. And and so where where's the protest of that today? Where's the protest of that tomorrow? You know, there's there's black children being murdered right now in abortion clinics. Where's the protest to that today? Where's it at tomorrow? I'd like to speak to I'd like to speak to what you're saying, brother. What's your name? Sharif. I can't hear you. Sharif. Sharif Hassan. Uh, Sharif. All right. I'd like to speak to you again. I'm Barbara, calling from Oakland, California. And you know what? I appreciate everything you're saying. And as a woman, as a black woman, you know, I do respond to what you're saying about the abortion clinic. And that is a uh, there is a misnomer that you're right. You know, we don't even get out the gate. Our numbers are decreasing because we don't get out the gate. I agree with that. But, you know, the issue right now is the fact that we don't have someone to stand up or something or some army or some organization that can address immediately in the media a threat. Let me tell you something about threats. Now, you just said 
we don't have that problem. It's just an isolated case. I don't believe that, brother. Let me tell you why I don't believe that. Because let me tell you something. When it went down last summer, when we all sat back and watched it with that young man that was gunned down in the street, it's something real, it's just something sensitive and something real about leaving your child laying out in the middle of the street for five hours in front of the mother's window and the whole community seeing the young man laying there. It's something to look on Facebook and watch a black man being brought from a standing position all the way down to the ground. I don't think that's a slave mentality for me to be upset. Excuse me, that that white young man was ushered to the car. Was oh come on, honey, let's go to jail. We're gonna get your bail. We're gonna call your daddy. Everything's gonna be all right. It is a, because, it is a slave mentality. Because, because let me tell you, let, let me tell you something. The, 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 what the kid did, what the kid did, but what the kid did in South Carolina is no different than a drive-by shooting that happens every single weekend in our neighborhoods. Period. Well, let me tell you That's something. Well, so I, I'm in Oakland, California. I'm working with a thousand mothers to prevent violence, and I talk to police officers every second Sabbath at my church. And let me tell you, I've come to the conclusion that in Oakland, California, where they would like, and this is off topic totally, but let me just make my point clear, that when in this town where they're trying to genderify and take over and put us out, I'm talking about a chocolate city that ain't chocolate no more, that we're losing our homes, we're losing our property, land grabs, this is a forced eviction. Let me tell you something. That's a misnomer. When there are non-solved murders that go on consecutively, and our young men are being mowed down in drive-bys, by each other. saying it's us on us, by each hey, other. it's by them each other. on us. Now, who's them? Who's them? It's white people on no, it's us. Do you know how to read? Do you know what statistics are? Do you know how many black and black murders exist every single hour on the day versus anything that to do with cops? What you said with the with the with the white kids, right white now kids? they are unsolved murders, and therefore there's nobody that is the shooter. They can't put a name on it, and that's but white people at two and three o'clock in the morning are walking down the street unscathed. You don't think that that's a bigger problem than just the fact of what they say? Do you know who actually are writing those statistics? Do you realize that all of this is being fed to us in a spoon? So why don't That's you go and talk to, why don't you talk to, why don't you go to the cemetery, okay, in Inglewood, and you walk around that cemetery, and then go and talk to the families of the kids who are dead inside those cemeteries, and then talk about statistics, okay? Ask, ask Lorenzo Murphy how many of his friends have been killed by the hands of black people in his own neighborhood, and then go and talk about the white statistics to that. All you're doing, you're, you're part of a generation that has confused black people, that has made black people think small and think that they're these, these victims to this force called white people. And it's like, no, black people's biggest issue is themselves. Human beings' issues is themselves. There's no oppressor on the outside. The oppressor is internal. And so this right, whole mentality sir, of white one people. More thing. Okay, yeah. let me just say one thing. So let's hear us with the spooky okay, white people. We'll this. talk about that for another generation. Austin, politics. The, the, death penalty, <laughs> the death penalty and racial discrimination, felony disenfranchisement, when we're disenfranchised because we got a felony before we're 21, uh, uh, this is the no, 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 that, that, that's that that's a byproduct. That's a byproduct of you. No, no, that's the byproduct of you and your generation sitting back and allowing legislation to go down, allowing that to happen to my generation. 
You sat there and watched that. Your cousins, your parents, you guys sat there and watched a whole generation. They allowed, they create legislation, they elected officials, they elected judges. You did nothing to stop that. If you want to sit here today and complain about it, you sat there and watched it. I guarantee you in your 50s. I, for sure, you're a part of this whole situation that we exist in today. You're a part of it. So listen, listen, listen. This is talking politics, and I'm just really, like, loving this because – uh, we got the old school and young school. We're gonna turn into the pro school. This is what this is about. Uh, um, I'm gonna go to the level to where I feel that. I mean, I walk around these streets of South Central every single day. Every day, I'm in every city throughout the nation. Every other month, I mean, I'm hearing these people cry. I'm hearing the people. Uh, um, they have it's, it's this real deep generation curses and issues. But the whole thing is what I feel is I don't think it is the black people's fault. I mean, we're not that. I mean, there's just so many things going on out here that it's like when I wake up in the morning, there are 50 things that is challenging my life that I got to choose to which problem I'm going to deal with today. When I wake up tomorrow, I'm going to still have 49 issues or problems I can choose from every day. When, when, when I have to turn on my television and I have to keep on seeing young men Stop turning on your television. Huh? Stop turning on your television. See, I'm a a community person, so I got to find out, regardless if this is true or not, because without negative and without positive, it was going to be always good, good, good. So I have to look at the TV to make sure I know what the negative is so I can watch out and know what for sure I know what the positive is. So I have to watch the media because I'm a media guy. I hear people keep on talking about don't watch the media, don't watch the media. But how else, if you don't have any other connections to anything, how would you not even find out about what's going on? Like, if I don't watch news, if I don't watch news for two, three days, I won't know anything. I will not know anything that goes on, really, honestly, unless I go on my website, uh, I go to my uh, uh, computer, uh, my Facebook. Uh, uh, you're going to find out regardless. Go ahead. What's up? Yeah, we got, yeah, we got other colors on the we have other callers on the line, um, Lorenzo, so let's see who else uh, wants to uh, have a comment. Okay, who's on the line? Joe Knowledge in the house. All right, Joe, Joe Knowledge. Knowledge. So that's right. We're talking about the South Carolina situation. This is a heat of the moment because this is the real constant politics show. Uh, I mean, we woo, Lord have mercy. I need to sweat, wipe the sweat off my forehead, y'all. Uh, but you know, we just elaborated for real. It's just real deep, you know, real, some real deep issues tonight. You know what I'm saying? But I'm I'm loving it because we're hearing how it really how it really goes on. And this what the problem is in the community. This part right here, this part right here, this is what's going on. It ain't her. It ain't you. It's the this the separation that we got. You think this way. She thinks exactly. that way. I think this way. So if it's already on constant politics, so how do you think the world going to be? How do you think so? We right now tonight, we need to be the first part <laughs> of really understanding. We got to catch it right now. This is a, we need to put it on pause right now and really catch it in the air. You get what I'm saying? And finding out this is why it's the problem in, in the society with us. It, you see it in your face in constant politics. She's saying this, you saying that, we, I'm saying this, we need to come together tonight, and after, by the time we get off this phone, we're going to have a solution. We're going to have something that we're, we need to come together again or call Very tomorrow good. night on her show because this is, not, this, this is not how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be 
more on uh, 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 proactive. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Really, really, Lorenzo, Lorenzo, the issue is, is, is it's, a, it's a poisonous way of thinking. And, and, the, and the poisonous way of thinking is that there is an external force that determines my reality. That's a slave. That's a slave. A slave reality is determined by a master. It may not be a physical master. It doesn't have to be a white man wearing a straw hat on a plantation. It's a lot of different types of masters. It could be other people's opinion. It could be your job. It could be money. It could be all types of stuff. But the point is that something external determines how I feel internally. And so that is the slavery that African Americans have have suffered from in America is the fact that we've been taught to believe that what the white man thinks or what the brown man or what the rich man or someone else thinks determines our reality. And so when we start talking about white people this and white people that, white people have nothing to do with the African Americans that have been successful in our society. They have been able to break away and free their minds to be able to accept self-responsibility to create what they've been able to do in their life. And that's not just black people. That's anyone who's successful in the world, in, the, in America, in, in, in any place, family member, not family, anyone you've ever met is successful is a person who took self-responsibility for their life and they've moved forward through immense adversity, whether it's being raped as a child or, or growing up black or, or, or growing up gay or growing up or any form of a challenge that a person could be brought into this world and have. There's success stories for all of that. So when I hear anyone tell Americans, okay, forget about black people, Americans, that they themselves cannot change their reality and change their situation, it's something that needs to be combated. And and with black people, it's a poison. It's part of the brainwashing that they received in in the 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s that, you know, there's this white oppressor and he controls everything that they do and and that, so that that's 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 really the issue. I, I'm more of a, I'm in the. Well, I'm proposing. I I I must. Can, can I get in there for a minute? Uh, hey, let's, let's, let's give the space, y'all. Let's give respect. We got that out of respect, y'all. We only can hear one person. All right, go ahead. Come on, one person. All we need is one. I can go. I can go. I just want to. I just want to. I wanted to add on to uh, what this gentleman was saying. Uh, you know, because in some of the things that you're saying, my man. It sounds like you don't go too far past Jerry Springer. But let me just explain it to you one thing. I, I, I can agree with you. I can, I, can, I can agree with you. I can agree with you on the OGs and, and, and the times when they weren't fighting and this and that. You know, this is a, this is a whole other subject matter, but just to bring it down to the head. At the same time, uh, they also have the smooth and very, very gelatin, rare, rare, very rare put out uh, a gentleman that can get on the show and speak in regards to that without I'm waiting for you to come up with a solution. I'm down. I don't, I don't deal with the race card either, okay? And I think uh, the less that we deal with the race card, but, I, I mean, the television is dealing with it because it's working well. But at the same time, if we, sharp guy like you, a very strong lady like we have on the phone, a show like this, and a lot of people are listening, I think it's the time to take advantage and use it as a forum to say uh, there was one good point I see of all of it. Let's find out one good hit. I never knew about these, um, this, uh, the, the, the people dying uh, in, the, in the hospitals, the, the you know, abortion clinics and stuff like that. I'm just learning it now. I am very thankful to know that as a support I'm going to go for. I also didn't realize the pain that you feel and what we what what, what didn't transpire in the 70s, late seventies, eighties, nineties, probably when you were going up as a kid. 
So when, when if, so with these things, that pain, we should answer that pain positively, positively using the force of the media because they get a show like this, they being all nationalities. All nationalities on the planet are working well. I saw it here in the States, as you have, and we have seen it around the world, all races. So the race card is only necessary here in America and here in the small communities which govern America, even though we don't get what we want. So I'm in support of us now looking at moving forward and saying, okay, you geez, y'all wasn't there, but you're there now. You know what I mean? Your baby, baby daddies wasn't there now, but you're there now. And now you might not see your son make 21. You may not see your daughter finish college. You may not see a gentleman like yourself make it to his car one night, okay? But in the meantime, we still have to find one good common way that we can at least shout and shout uh, uh, intelligently, shout economically, shout education-wise, and that's by putting that circular dollars as those successful blacks you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, put it back into the house. Every nationality is. So that's, that's uh, what I want to spit out at this moment. I have a solution. I have a solution for what he just said. But I'm saying you have a solution because I brought this to your attention. I'm just yeah, saying no, no. use the form. I have a solution. Hey, I agree with you, brother. Please. One, one out of time. Let Bill talk. Let Bill finish. Let Bill finish. Please, yeah. my, my brother, I know you got a solution now because I just gave you a way in. But I'm saying when we're shooting at our brothers, hell yeah, there's some bad things going on. But we got, like, you all agree, I think, we need to deal with within. By dealing with him, forget the race card. Forget that guy is not going to beat his case. Forget anybody that comes after us. Let's continue to work and find finances to strengthen our own infrastructure because everybody else is strengthening it, and we're getting tossed by our, our ghettos are being bought. Uh, you're saying some heavy things, but we buy, they're buying those areas where those clinics are, my man, and we need to get some black dollars in there so we can go and keep that land so you can keep that clinic and save them people. So you want to talk about the root of the problem? I'm one of them OGs is saying, hey, look, you're right. I was completely wild when you was growing up, but I'm right on track now. And I'm okay. doing well, it. I'm well, 40 years, and me. I don't know what you say. Lorenzo, Lorenzo, I just want to make that. I just want to answer that that point. That okay, the I'm key, the, the key, now, the key to move. The key to move forward is 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 a powerful powerful ideal of acceptance. Okay, accepting that number one, you and the rest of your generation failed us. Okay, the kids that are going to wait. wait, Let me let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. You failed us. Okay, through your selfishness and through what your mindset was through your generation, you failed us. Wait, 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 I have to mute one at a time, Lorenzo. If we cannot uh, accom board, I will have to mute because we want to give respect to each individual, let them finish what they're saying, and then go unmute to the next one. Give each other that respect, please. Can I finish? I just want to to finish my point. point Sharif, let me say what I'm going to say because I'm hearing... What I'm hearing, and I respect all what you feel. One thing we're going to do on Compton Politics, we're going to respect our elders, regardless. It's like me dealing with my mother. No matter if my mother right or wrong, she's right. There are elders. There was a lot of things back in them days, my brother, that they was not allowed to do. We barely started getting on the front of the bus. We, I mean, you got to think about that part, Sharif. I mean, you can't just say these 
to our elders that went through the struggle like they did. I mean, I'm hearing you and I feel you, but in a way, I'm hearing you and, and, and I'm feeling how they, and I'm knowing how they feel and how what you said. I know it's real and I know it's raw, but you got to understand there was a lot of things that they were not allowed to do. So we really just can't say it's their fault. You get what but I'm saying? Me, can I, can oh, I just finish okay. my yeah, 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 yeah. Excuse me. I just want to but say that part. I want to say that part. I just want to finish my point. I just want to. I just want to finish my point. I just want to finish my point. So, so what I'm saying is, is that through accepting that, it's not a judgment. It's not a judgment. It's not a put down. It's not saying anyone's bad or good or anything like that. But it is a failure, right? And so today, let me finish. Just let me let me finish. Let me finish. No, let him finish. Let him finish. That's what I'm saying. It's an open forum, and it's the only way the open forum gonna work if one person talk at one at a time. That's the only way it's gonna work. Or else I'm going to have to mute everybody and let everybody speak at, at, at you know, piece by piece. I'm trying exactly. to work with them. So, 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 so accepting that you failed a generation, not saying you were the particip- you participated in, 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 in adding to whatever darknesses existed. I'm not saying you're a part of the, 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 this business or that business. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying you sat there and you allowed judges, you allowed city council people, you allowed different people to get in power that created what we have today. That's one. By accepting that, then you could take a step forward and say, you know what, we are so indoctrinated that now that we're somewhere aware of what's going on, the world has moved way past that. So in reality, we really don't have solutions. In fact, in fact, because of the technological age and because of the information age, we not only can, we don't have any solutions. You know what I mean? And so that that creates now that's when the healing starts. The healing starts is when you accept you don't have any solutions, and then that allows new ideas to come to the table, ideas that are connected to a different generation, ideas that are connected to technology, ideas that are connected to a world that has passed you by, right? So when, when, when the new generation says, don't talk to us about some oppressive white man because we're trying to gain intercourse ourselves to create our own destiny through ourselves, through America. We want to believe in America in this generation. We want to believe in the Constitution. We want to get involved in politics. We want to change things and make them better. We want to do that. We don't want to hear about some oppressive force and how we need to go to the UN to get protection. No, we need to get, we need to hire, we need to elect city council people that elect judges and police chiefs that do the things that we want as a community and maybe even think creatively on how we can improve our law enforcement and not hide from them. So the point is, if you accept that you're the reason and part of the reason why the youth is suffering right now today in our neighborhoods and we have broken homes and we have abortion clinics because you were sleeping and partying or drug dealing or, 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 or gang banging or whatever you were doing because who you were doing, doing that, that? I, I don't know. I, the, who, I don't know who, who was I don't know who I don't know who was doing it in the black community. I don't know. One person at a time. Please go ahead, ma'am. Go ahead and talk, ma'am. I can't go on because let me tell you why. Okay, you want to call me an elder? You can call me what you want to, young man, but let me make it perfectly plain and simple to you. When I was a young girl in the 60s, I was called the N-word every single day. I went to an all, my parents were floored and did auto mechanics work to see to it. I went to a private school. I was the only black in a 1,500 uh, 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 student body in Sacramento, California, okay, the capital of California. I was the only black there. Okay, do know this. 
When I graduated from school and moved to Oakland, California, there was the greatest movement of my generation. They were just a little ahead of me now, but it was called the Black Panther Party. And let me tell you something, the Black Panther Party changed history, and it was done by letting people know the establishment, the white establishment, because I don't care what you say, whitey is in control. And let's just be real about it. If, if Whitey was that's, in control, why are white people doing that? Let us tell you. Let us tell you. Let us tell you. Let us tell you. Let us in terms of how we separated ourselves out, how we understood what we should eat through the Muslim doctrination, how we understood how to separate ourselves and protect ourselves through the food of Islam. Yeah, a lot of people made mistakes on the white side, on the black side, on the Latino side. Everybody made mistakes. And what they allowed to come in was the corporation, who's headed, again, by the white. Now, let's get it straight. The corporation has a seat as a citizenry, sitting at the uh, election table, just like the brother, just like the Latino brother, just like the white woman, just like the gay people who have split our issue. I was with my young niece yesterday, and she told me, I hope you're teaching black women in the black uh, uh, movement that I have started, the Miss Black California pageant, I hope you're teaching them about social justice. No, I'm not. I'm teaching them about civil rights because we got to answer our problems as black people united before we splinter off. This is what they're hoping. They're hoping for young men like you who are misguided in your understanding about your history. So you don't know. We've been fighting all the time. Ain't nobody put down their uh, uh, their weapons. Ain't nobody stopped fighting. Ain't no brothers gave up nothing. It has been taken from us. We are not representatives. Once affirmative action was killed, we are no longer represented across the board. Once immigration opened the doors, we're no longer employed. This is the mass exodus that's happening to make sure that you and I, Lorenzo, or Rosalind, and all the other uh, uh, men that are on this panel do not get reparations from right. Philip Morris. Now, you better know who's after you and your inheritance because that's the problem that we're facing. And if they got to kill us one by one, if they, they got to take our houses one by one for whatever reason they say we didn't qualify, if they send a national NACA to your community and you fill out all the paperwork and then they still come and take your house, you better know who's behind it. That's right. This is Thompson Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. This is a hot show tonight. I'm sitting here like, wow, wow, wow. It's really going down. I see my boy in the background, Joe. He want to say something. Uh, all I want to just say is this is the hot show. This is content politics. This is T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This is the first day of the second year. OMG, this is it. What you got to say about all this, Joe? Hotel. The West is woke. And there's a reason why I say that, because, see, a lot of this information about our ancient history and our past 
or should I say true information, or 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 or, or should I say information with archaeological evidence, stuff that we can prove now? It hit the East Coast first. So these brothers have been pretty been studying for over twenty years. It just now starting to hit the West Coast and it's bubbling over. That's why you always hear me say the West is woke, because we're waking up now to our ancient past, our ancient history. We're gonna take something from the past, combine it with something with the new, and we're gonna make it new. Uh, 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 one thing we, everybody I heard heard tonight said something that was really important. It was a piece of the puzzle that all of us need and can use and pull together. But then, you know, people went off on their variations and their, you know, strong beliefs about uh, uh, how they feel about it. Nobody was really wrong tonight. It's just maybe your understanding needs to be a little more more uh, uh, broader, especially for the younger cats. Um, there was a time when um, when the, 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 the slaves was free. And they swept the elections. I mean, swept the elections down the South. They was taking every seat there was. Right after that, this is a, a documentary that Colin Powell put out, by the way. Uh, right after that, they created the Union and the Ku Klux Klan simultaneously. Matter of fact, the same people in the Union were the Ku Klux Klan. Now, the idea was, was to protect the white job because everybody that they uh, freed had mad skills. So they was taking up all the jobs. So they was underskilled, so they created the union, so you had to go through all these stipulations in order to work, so they already had them in, so that's how they was able to protect the, the, the union. Now, in order to get their seats back, they created the Ku Klux Klan to actually stand by the voting booth and dare you to come and vote. So, yes, there is an underlying entity uh, affecting our growth. Now, we could talk about, uh, uh, yeah, there's a few who's made it and da-da-da-da, mostly through sports and entertainment. Uh, uh, racism is technically maintained through currency. Um, instead of saying you, you, you can't come into this hotel because you're this color, you can't come into this hotel because we charging $30,000 a night. Now, if you do, and you know nine times out of ten, you're going to be a, 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 some type of celebrity, we're going to ask you, can you perform for us? You know, come on. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, uh, solutions. Yes, solutions are being spoken on now. We have a bunch of groups now that are talking about solutions. The Morris community is growing at, at mass numbers. At my at my church, we're 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 kind of we kind of study ancient history. We're beyond all those labels. We're at a point in uh, spirituality where we're on uh, a way of life versus a religion. It was a way of life to be connected with nature, to give back to man, plant, animal, paying our tithes that way, because everything has, uh, everything is an individualized expression of the Almighty All. God's this and everything, and as you do for others, you're doing for God. And when you do, do that, when they think about the good you did for them, they send you that good karma, whether you're alive or dead. I mean, we into to 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 the realness of my church on 78th and Western, by the way called the Karaz Center. Now, you go there, you hear people talking about infrastructure. Hey, we over here, we got the Black Farmers Association. Over here, we got the uh, people uh, designing these uh, African garbs. African garbs is classy garbs. I've never seen somebody wear an African get-up and didn't look classy, especially these women. I'm just saying, they bring a classy black back. Uh, uh, you want to hear about uh, 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 people buying land from, from the East Coast to the West Coast. They, uh, my boy just came back from Texas where they got land, they're growing food. I, they talk about a revolution. They want to talk about burning down uh, uh, stores and stuff. Well, that's a setup and a suicide because they have insurance. So if you burn down a store, you, they, you go to jail, 
and under martial law, and they get to replace their money. They get to keep on living. They get to keep on going. But if you boycott them stores and every black person you know have a garden, that's a revolutionary act. If any part of you know got a space for a garden, you can grow a garden, you eating foods that's going to make you help you and keep you out of the hospital, stop you from buying medicine and keep you out of their stores, oh, that's a revolution. That's right, that's right. This is Compton Politics, man. This show tonight is really, really hot. Who is that, Rosalind? Yeah, that's me, Lorenzo. I know we have uh, several callers on here that we have not heard from. Um, okay, okay, bring them on. Um, yeah, but I'm saying that the, the, the line is open, but I'm, I'm wondering who else is on the line. I got a caller with me. Uh, I got a, a guy from my church. His name is Kahu. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Okay. Come on in, my uh, brother. What's your name? The Compton Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Oh, right here. Okay, name is Tau. Actually, Tau Tona. Okay. How you doing, Tau? I'm doing very well. Very well, oh, thank yeah. you. And who am I speaking with? Have you been? Are you speaking with Lorenzo Elvis Murphy, the host of Compton Politics, T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. You know what I mean? We're on the subject tonight okay. about, uh, um, about the, you know, we really didn't turn the subject around it. The subject really was about uh, the South Carolina. What do Christians? How do Christians forgive what happened in South Carolina? But we didn't turn it into how we're gonna have to forgive each other to go to the next level. You know, so, um, you know that's, that's it's, it's interesting when we talk about forgiveness. It's interesting when we talk about forgiveness and Christo or Christ or the caressing of the spirit. So, the first thing about Christians, which is the origin of what is now orthodox westernized Christianity the study of the hidden self so when you're in a sanctuary and they're still singing the same songs of the same slave ships that were called Jesus, Mary and the Holy Spirit and all these ships are now cruise ships but we're still singing these songs with the preacher man getting all your hard-owned dollar bills, and he's not, he hasn't ever given you any seeds to plant into the earth, because that's what the actual Biblios, which means book, is saying, because that's what your ancestors did. So everything that your ancestors did got put in a book in a puzzle. Wow. And the only way to figure out this puzzle is to match this book with the heavens. But you got to cut off all the lights to really match all the words that light up on every single page. So if the people understood, our people understood, once you know what's in the heavens, because that's where you came from, is everything that's in that book, paradise will return. Wow. That is very powerful. I, I like that information. Um, yeah, that was, man, that was, that was wonderful. Like, hey, this show... Yeah, that made yeah. a lot of sense. That that put a lot of icing on the cake tonight. The, the cake was hot, but it cooled off a little bit. And I appreciate everybody. You know, I appreciate everybody, everybody on the line uh, tonight, you know, just being, do, being a part of history. you got to understand this is what makes it a better world is being open and being proactive and listening. Uh, we have to go through this, y'all. We have to. We have to find out what's in each other's heads on how we think and how we feel. We never have an opportunity to sit down and really brainstorm on real issues like this. Like you said, we didn't already said at the beginning, 
The media don't let us. They tell the, they tell a lie. We ex, we don't talk to politics telling the truth. No matter what you saying or what she's saying, what I'm saying or he's saying, we find out the truth on what's really going on. So let's tonight come up with some type of great movement from this. Let's come up with a great movement from this. Look, everybody look, have a, yeah, okay, everybody Lorenzo, have a, look, look, I just want to start. I would like to start with the movement. Okay, for myself, uh, up in Northern California, I have taken on the job of Miss Black California Northern Regionals, meaning that what I'm doing is to be proactive in the cause of getting our self-esteem back, of training our young women so that they are not looking for their appearance, but they're looking for the beauty within. We're giving them a platform to speak from. In other words, we're making them aware of what's going on, and we're teaching them how to speak when spoken to, how to take the mic and turn it to our uh, civil issues that are going on directly with black black, uh, people. And I'm also working with the mentorship program that we have here, and we're getting women that are working in fields that these young girls would like to be involved with to come back to the community and partner with these young girls so that we can teach them how to be women. So what I'd like to do is challenge every man on the line and every listening voice that if you are not involved, I mean to the throat, with young black people right now to correct what they're getting on the media and to give them a purpose and to give them the support they need to be successful, then you need to take a seat. And let us do it. I just want to make one point. Can I ask that about We have a right Joe, 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 Joe. Let Sharif come in because Sharif was next. Okay, so this is something, this is for everybody. And and what I'm going to share is a revolutionary concept, and at first you're going to be threatened by it. You're going to be threatened by it. You may even be offended by it, but it's the future, okay? The terms. Okay, here's a revolutionary concept. The terms black and white were both slave terms given to servants in America. Okay, Three, 98% of all the wealth in America is controlled by less than 3% of the population, and most of that population is not even from the United States. Okay, both white people and black people in America are both servants. Some may make a little bit more money per hour than the other, but they're both people who end up in debt at the end of every year. So what I'm proposing is for us to remove black and white or any color as a way of understanding American citizens. We don't need to be black anymore. We don't need to be white anymore. We need to be Americans, and the issues that we have in America are economic issues. Middle-class black kids are not in prison. Okay, middle class black kids are in college and they have degrees and they work every day just like middle class white kids. Poor white kids are in jail just like poor black kids, poor Hispanic kids. Middle class Hispanic kids are not in jail. The issues in America are not based off of race, they're based off of economics. Wealthy people have manipulated us poor people into thinking that we are fighting against each other. The white man who lives three blocks away from me has a better life than the black man because they come and clean his street up a little bit better. 
But everyone is suffering out in this country. We're both being manipulated. We're both on the plantation. The white man was out there in the sun working in the plantation, just like the black man. His job was just to keep control of the black man from rioting against the rich man. That's it. But he was a slave, too, working at the same plantation, doing the same work, giving the, his crops to the same master that was making the billions of dollars. And today, the white man that built all these great companies and the black man that wasn't allowed to work in those companies, they're both poor in Detroit together. They're both poor in Mississippi together. They're both poor in Alabama together. So the whole idea of us needing to be black and needing to be white and we're black and we're over here and we're white over here allows us to not utilize our democracy correctly. We can't fix the issues in our community because everybody's taking a position based off of complex and not based off of their core issues at all. The black man's struggle and the white man's struggle is the same in America. The middle-class black man and the middle-class white man have the same exact struggle in America. The issue is economics. It's not complexion. It's mind control. It's manipulation. It's divisive, and it's taking away from the opportunities that we have in America. Lorenzo, can I get in there? I disagree. Hold on. Hold on just a minute. We have, we have one person in line. We got Joe that was next. Joe is coming up. And then, okay. Hello? Hello? Me, Who is it? Hey, how you doing, man? This is Big Time from Compton. You know what I'm saying? I'm up on the higher conscious level. I would like to say I want to say peace to all the kings and queens on here listening. And um, I just want to ask, who is the who is the last speaker? Uh, I'm, I'm Sharif Hassan. I'm running for Congress in the 37th district. Uh, the 37th district of of where? Los Angeles, in LA. Okay. Um. <clears throat> I knew it. Uh, I want to be honest with you, bro. I've heard the same rhetoric that you've spoken from a collective conscious of people on a regular basis. And it's almost as if it's programmed into you guys like a robot or a computer. You know what I mean? Now, I'm going to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Where I grew up, there is a difference economically. First of all, I'm just going to be honest and say that Compton is segregated because I didn't grow up around white people. I grew up around Mexicans, maybe a few Asians that come in and sell liquor and booze to black people for the reason they know they're going to go through some shit. You know what I mean? Hey, no cussing, brother. No cussing, man. No cussing, no Compton politics, brother. All right, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, but, you know, they come out here and they set their businesses up in black neighborhoods where they know, you know, people is going to – and what are the businesses that they set? liquor stores. I'm in South Central right now. It's a liquor store on every corner still. That hasn't changed since the 90s. None of that has changed. And it's not necessarily the people it is cause and effect. You know what I mean? Resources. You know what I mean? Everybody. Availability. If if they can change like you, brother, you run up for Congress, but the way you speak is if you spoken you speak in almost a white accent. You know what I mean? You may be black in a white accent, and I'm not I'm not saying that I'm discriminative of that, but it shows that I feel and your your experience is limited in what you, what you're talking about. You know what I mean? I'm a living witness. This is Joe Knowledge. You know, I'd have, I'd have been to a lot of different schools, uh, at least 30 different schools in my lifetime. Believe it or not, I've been to an all white school where I felt like I was at a Harry Potter movie, and Harry Potter wasn't even out yet. It was a brick. It was a brick castle, red brick. It looked like a castle. I was running to my math class. I mean, running. 
My teacher was off their chain. He would put a, 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 a puzzle up there. We all run in. We all try to be the first one to figure it out because you'll get a special privilege or a prize or something, you know. Tell but I was from Compton. So so they thought they thought that, uh, that you know, they put the stereotype on me and thought that I was some bad character, but I was uh, soft as cool. But I tried to live up to the stereotype and got myself kicked out. I went two miles down to another school, which would have people being bused to. So it was like half and half at this school. Now, I went from running to my class to this class having 35 kids in the classroom. Now, it was still good, uh, uh, still good teachers. You can learn if you want to learn. The distractions is there if you want to run for the distractions. But since I had already got off on a good foot with the last school, I decided to go ahead and keep getting it in. The teacher all gave us one book, uh, our own book. I mean, everybody had their own individual brand-new science book. We used that for two weeks, learning the spelling words in it. After that, we put them books back on the shelf, them brand-new books. Man, we was cutting open lizards, frogs, mixing stuff together. It, it made a funky smell. We act like we was nauseated. We cleared the classroom out. We giggling and snickering. We had a blast. Then we moved. I moved back to Compton. Now, I just went from that, that to my teacher had one book. He scanned that one page. It was a math teacher. He scanned that one page. He gave everybody one sheet of work. When we finished, he was, as you finish, you get to line up with him and learn a kata, a kung fu dance. You got to, you get to learn these kung fu moves. And as you, as you finish your work, you got up and learn that because he really was a gym teacher uh, substituting as a uh, math teacher. I went from running two months in class to running away from my class, trying to hit the fence, trying to get up out that school. The one, two teachers that was good. The only uh, 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 they was already burnt out by all the bad kids that went through them, so they was catering to the women that was in the classroom. So once again, I just felt like I was just sitting there, like being overlooked. And I was like, well, you know, I, 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 I it, it, it was just a tragedy. I went from 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 running to the to my class to running away from my class. And they can use racism in the school system. Like, why do they have different techniques for teaching? I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, that was to me was the biggest tragedy I've ever seen in my life. I went to school in Kansas City, Kansas. I went to school in Denver, Colorado. I went to school in Texas. I'd have been all over school from from, 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 from West L.A. to East L.A. to, to Compton, Linwood. I'd have been all over these different places. I've seen the difference in the school system. So you can't tell me there's no places at that level. It's sad. But you were in the schools, though. You were in the schools as a black person. So the issue is economics, not your color. You were in the middle-class school learning about the lizards and the frogs and all that. I also tried to get jobs where I was overqualified, underqualified, I was treated differently on my job because of my color. I done, I mean, I've done data entry. I've been, supervi- been a supervisor for a high-end uh, shipping company, a Toyota warehouse, a uh, uh, Sony warehouse. I was supervised over there. I've been in a lot of different situations, and you can't tell me it's, it's not easier. I don't watch the guy excel on the side of me and get the job, get the promote, get everything, and me and him get the same exact thing. But if I was the hardest working person in the minute, I made everybody's job easier. All right, all right, all right. This is something politics. Uh, this is the heat of the moment. Um, subject. I'm loving every minute of it. Uh, I'm loving how everybody giving everybody turned. This is 8T25CL.com. Uh, Galaxy Talk Radio, Tom Politics. Uh, what was that? Yeah, let me just call us from Southern California. Who's down here? Who just came on? Okay, who is that on the call? Who's that on the call? Just came in. We need you. Don't be scared. Talk. Speak. Open forum. 
Lorenzo, I just want to address what he just said. The key is, the core point is, if we remove the idea of identifying ourselves as race, we can address the economic inequities. When he was in a nice area, he was educated because that was a middle-class environment and there's monies invested into the schools from that community. In a lower economic environment, there aren't those monies. But if we keep dealing with it as a black and white issue, we can never address it because there's many, many poor, I wish I had more statistics in front of me, but there's, there, there, there's, there's a huge population of poor white people in America that are suffering in the same uh, uh, ways in their education system as poor black kids. And me and, and any other kid who grew up in an environment that, that's halfway decent, you know, had the same opportunities. It's economic. It's not race. I'd like to just say this. You know, yesterday was Juneteenth uh, in Oakland, uh, actually in Berkeley, and um, I was shocked to see that on Saturday I went to Juneteenth in Oakland and there was nobody there. Wow. It was a historical. It was a historical oh, Juneteenth, and nobody nobody showed up. It was about maybe thirty twenty five vendors, I'd say, and then there were maybe fifteen people that came through during the time Whoa. I was there. It was shocking, and. And that goes back to the gentrification, what I'm trying to say. I don't know if you all are hearing me, but let me tell you what I did in Berkeley. In Berkeley, I took my 13-year-old daughter, who is going to an all-predominantly white school. We live in a predominantly white area, but I love Oakland. So I took my daughter, I put a crown on her head, I dressed her in a fine dress, and I took her to Berkeley and we took a silver platter, and we put the Miss Black, I said Miss Black California crown on that silver platter, and we let every young black girl who dared to come over and talk to us, who turned around and paid attention to us, we put it on her head and let her take a selfie. Do you know what that did for them? That's what I'm saying. I mean, I understand and respect you for even having the nerve and the audacity to run for office. So I'm with you, brother. But you've got to understand, from a woman, a black, I'm not African-American, I'm a black woman. And let me That's tell you right. something. I'm, I'm proud about. of being a black woman because African-American is a term that's in the dictionary, but I'm living a black experience every time I step out my door. When I Ooh, man, who gave you that? Listen, who gave you that? I am black who gave you I that? call myself black. And you let nobody name me. I am black. And my no, they did name you. They did name you and black. Listen, and understand this. Everyone they named girl, you. When I said, this is the crown for the new Miss Black California Northern Region, and this could be you, their face lit up. You know why? Because they've never had the pride in the black. They I feel that. I feel that. that. I feel now, that. I, I feel know, that. What are y'all going to be doing to change? I'm working with the girl. Now, I need y'all. I'm calling. I'm calling <laughs> every one of you to work, to work with the boy. So we can come out. Once we teach them, each one teach one, we don't have to be a, 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 a suspect. Or rather, how do I say the word? Um, we don't have to be a, a, a um, it acted upon, we can act on information right. and give it to our kids. We don't have to depend on them. My daughter right now has a 3.75, and let me tell you what our school did. They gave her a total GPA of 3.14. I talked to three other black families yesterday, 
All of them got boys. Every last one of them had a 4.0 continually in the school system. But guess what? That total GPA was 3.50. This is what I'm trying to tell you. On paper, they are slaughtering us. I got. I believe that. I believe that. And the reason why I'm believing that because it's, some, it's like you hear two different stories from some. You got some people over here hearing it from over here. You got some people hearing it from over here. But some way, somehow, like I'm saying, we need to come together from this yeah, point. Yeah, because it's not a black and white issue. It's really not. And the, and the media is using it trying to make it be a black and white issue. You know, Let me tell you white. something. When you yes, got to pay four thousand dollars a month can I, can I rent, that's what we're paying in Oakland. We pay four thousand dollars, five thousand dollars a month rent for some support for a fifteen hundred dollar two bedroom. Look, when you start paying that kind of rent, let me tell you something. Our issues in Oakland, in in the Chocolate City, in the city that birthed you, in Newton, that gave you uh, the Black Panthers. Let me tell you, all we, economic. we 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 are under a struggle. We're under a struggle. We are under oppression, like financial oppression. Call it what you want. It's, it's happening all across America, get, the white people, They too. are getting us out of Oakland. White people are losing their homes all across America, too. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give each other that respect. We, we, you, you turned out the young man who was speaking. Go ahead, young man, we're speaking. Let's treat that young man. <laughs> The Charleston shooting is what I was referring to when I said it's not a black and white issue that they're trying to make one out of because they want us to fight each other. The word white is not even a real word. Uh, there, if, if you're from Kenyan, if you're if you're from Kenyan, you're a, you, you, if you're a Kenyan, you're from Kenya. If you're uh, Scottish, you're from Scotland. There's no place called white, so that was invented to create more uh, division. Really, what it is, there's an elite class of people. Uh, uh, a, a secret society elite, like you say, the one percent or the three percent that that rules the world. That's who really is creating all the drama between us, uh, uh, wanting to battle each other. You know, when you look at who creates, who, who's controlling the media, the music, and stuff like that. And when we, when when you talk about the underlying subliminal messages that go out through the airways, through the through the media, through the music and the movies, then then, then that's that 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 spook behind the door that we say is attacking us. Bailey, which is creating division, like in the movie uh, 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 Django. You know, they had us mad at the white, uh, blue-eyed, blonde-haired trappers. You know, they had us mad, mad at the, uh, 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 the the people that own the plantation, the breeding uh, plantation. You know, these are really uh, uh, geologically just like an African, a long tribe of albinos. People don't know who they are no more through history because they, all of history has been uh, wiped away and rewritten or reconstruct, you know, the reconstruction era that comes up uh, two or three times throughout history, you know, from 325 A.D. at the with uh, Constantine and Ares and them to, to, the, to the two or three more times since then, even when they didn't allow us to, to, to read and write for a long time until they uh, rewrote the, um, the, the Bible, the who? All right, all right. This comes from politics, ladies and gentlemen. Wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. You got to be cool. Let me. I got to have this right now. Comes from politics, T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. Uh, is there any questions on the motherboard right now, Rosalyn? We we are having questions on the motherboard, but we do have Chief on the line. Okay, Chief, you on the line. Uh, I wanted to say one thing. 
I'm reading the, uh, the news. I'm reading the news right now, and it's actually stated in wake in the wake of Charleston massacre. South Carolina Governor Haley calls for the, what is the Confederate flag to be removed after 150 years after the Civil War. The time has oh, come. Yeah. I mean, yes, they actually taking this flag down. So we sitting up here, um, you know, talking about you know what, what's going on in our communities and stuff. At the same token, it is a factor of separation. It is racism. It is it, it is economics, but it is a such thing as called racism in America. It, it, and I feel I am a black American. I'm not African American. I can't call my once I did research and I did the history of what's going on, the writing on the walls, the agreement in the walls, not on paper. We keep on, you know, talking about economic, economic, that's what's on paper. People make economics. So we have to move and really go back into our history and really do research so we can watch what we say to each other, how we say to each other, because this is not our war. We're fighting a lot of other people's war right now that was put on our shoulders, on our ancestors' shoulders. Um, you know, I just want to just say that, just, just you know, let y'all know that what's going on in uh, South Carolina, because that's what this is about. And the, real question, and the real question is, how do Christians forgive what happened in South Carolina? That's the real question. How can Christians forgive on what happened in South Carolina? That was the main focus. Lorenzo, can I can I comment on the gentleman who just spoke? What was his name? Joe Joe Knowledge. Joe, yeah, Joe Knowledge. That was, I just want to say he, that was a brilliant perspective, and I just want to just affirm what he was just saying. And it, and it goes into any spiritual belief or, or or anything else. The idea that we're still calling ourselves black and white is Breaking away from that is the revolution. Breaking away from that is the new forgiveness. It's the new brotherhood that can exist amongst people of different complexions. Complexions is a product of the equator. You know what I'm saying? And 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 in America is a place where people from all experiences of the equator live. And and we have a chance here in this country to say, hey, you know what? I'm not a black man. I'm just a man. Number one. Like being black, I don't need to be black. I could just be a man, and I'm good with that because God created man. That's what's inside of his Old Testament. That's what exists. God created man. He did not create black. He did not create white. That's something that humans came up with to control and manipulate. So what I'm saying is the new revolution moving forward is saying I'm just a man. I am just a woman. And if I want to go to the next step, I could go biblical. And if I want to go even a step further, I could say American. But I don't need to call myself black. Why do I need to? What is, by saying you're black, you're automatically saying I'm less than white. That's what it means. Because there's no, like your gentleman, Joe Knowledge, just said, there's no place, there's no, no land. It's, no, it's, it's a site. Exactly. When you say I'm a black woman, no, you say I'm less than a white woman. That's it. That's what no, it means. No, that's, that's, why they, that's, why they gave us, that's why they gave us that term. That's why they gave no. us that term. Because, because that we term. were oh, categorized. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. We were categorized as not even being human beings in the beginning of America. And that term that was given to him was Negro. Okay, and that idea continued to grow, and we're calling it black today. But the root of it comes from the idea of us not being human. So when we degradate ourselves to these terms that were given to us by people who did not even acknowledge our human status, we're just reinvigorating that when we call our next generation by these terms. And that goes for white people and black. Okay. Go ahead, my sister. Go ahead, my sister. I know you have something to say, my sister. You go ahead. Um, we had Chief on the line. We lost him. We lost him. Oh, okay, go ahead, Chief. I'm so sorry, man. This conversation is so deep, man. Hey, Brother Lorenzo, how you doing, man? I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. 
congratulations on a great show and a necessary subject matter. And um, also want to thank uh, our, our brothers who have come on the show tonight, Bill Courtney. We haven't talked to you in a long time. Welcome back to the show. Hello, sir. Hello. Yes, it's a pleasure, my brother. Mm-hmm. And always, it's always a pleasure to hear from Brother Joe Knowledge and um, Sister Rosalind. We celebrated our 100th show last week. It'll be 101 this week. Congratulations. Wow. And we welcome back Sister Barbara, who's been on a bit of a sabbatical, and we welcome her back into her show. Um, Thank you. Higher Brush, which is now going to be on Tuesdays at 7.30 and night at Sunday. And um, and I want to go to the original subject matter, um, what we're here tonight regarding the situation in South Carolina. And then uh, when we do that, I, I definitely want to talk to Brother Sharif. Um, if you heard our sister tonight, Barbara, you know, it's, it just reaffirms the fact that the messenger of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and what he said, when he said that you can take the black woman and build a nation. Our women have been through so much, but they're so strong in what they've been through. And the words that are coming from Barbara's mouth just reinforces what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad has said. But the strength that is in the black woman and what she had to endure for the past 400 years here in America. Now, fast forward to South Carolina. And it's one thing I must say, uh, I think somebody said a minute ago, I think Lorenzo said it, or the other brother said it, about the, the Christian church and being apologetic. And in my opinion, that was a major mistake in this case. With the Christian church, or the Christians coming out and apologizing or accepting or giving redemption to the shooter of nine black people. Then they did it in a court of law in front of a judge and before the world. You got to remember this case still has to be tried before a jury of 12, and more than likely it will be in Carolina. And more than likely the jury is going to be stacked because the jury can now say, wait a minute, since the black folks have forgiven it, why don't we the same? Somebody said earlier that, uh, who was it, O.J. had a $25 million bail? No, now, uh, this just nice. Okay. Just, just nice. Just nice. Just $25 million bail. He had a $25 million bail, and he was defending himself in the parking lot. And then this cat gets a $1 million bail, and that's on one of the counts. Now, you know... Is is we got to stop doing this to ourselves to a certain extent. The people who had mothers and husbands and brothers and sisters and children who were killed by this cat. If this happens again, now we had, somebody said earlier about defense. What do we do in the future when they do it again? You got to remember this kid is not alone. There are more of him out there That's waiting right. to right. do the same thing. 
ready. And that's not a referendum against all white people in America. Of course it's not. There are some white people that do good. But the ones that do bad are very destructive, like what we just saw. There are many more of them that believe the same. He's got a mama and daddy at home that taught him this bull crap. That's right. He's got lots of friends out there that taught him this. He has hate organizations. The Klan and the Nazis, the skinheads, are supporting him right now. I think Brother Lorenzo said earlier $700,000 has been raised for his defense, and it's going to be in the millions in the next few weeks. They are going to support him in his case, just like they did Zimmerman. Zimmerman down in Florida, $400,000 for his defense. So what happens when a brother, and and the cat earlier says, don't call us black anymore, so I'm going to call his brother and sister. What happens if a brother goes to jail? Can can we raise a million dollars across the board? No, we can't. We can't raise the money. There's one thing about them. They will stick together and support their own, and especially in a cause like this, because there are a lot of supporters out there that are backing him, that believe in what he did. You have politicians right now in the Republican Party. When they put the microphones in their faces, and they're, they're asking them about the flag. Should it be taken down? And they skirt all around it. Oh, I'm not from South Carolina. But you're running for the freaking president of the United States. That's going to be one of the states that's going to be under your, under your jurisdiction. But they run from this issue of the flag. And then when they go back to their handlers and say, hey, man, you've got to say something a little bit more stronger than that, then they might soften up a little bit. Oh, yeah, maybe we better look into it. No, the flag should have been down. It shouldn't have taken nine lives just to bring this subject matter up in the first place. It should have been down a right. long time ago. You're right. You're right. A long time ago. Because in another week or so, this won't even be a story on the news. The news only lasts for about a week, and then it is over. They might bring it up when he goes to trial. But these Republican politicians, they can give a damn less about you because they know that we're not their voting base. When Ronald Reagan came in the office for the president of the United States, where he went to announce his presidency was down in Tupelo, Mississippi. This is their voting base. John McCain came on the television. They showed a clip of it. He did it back when he was running for president. And they asked him about the flag when he was running for the presidency, and he said it was cool. But now he's coming back afterwards and saying, hey, I only said that so I wouldn't offend my voters. Now, let me switch back here to Brother Sharif. I've heard some of the things that you are saying, and I don't know the basis of why you're saying these things. I'm not familiar with L.A. in the 37th district. Um, I'm assuming this is a black district. I don't know. But the things that you are saying, how do you expect to get the vote 
mm-hmm. of the black people in that district. Uh, how can you sit up and insult your voting base by saying that the people of the 60s and the 70s are going to get any votes? We're out here destroying the generation of today. And how can you say that we were out partying and drinking and using dope and all this horse crap? Right, right. So, 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 are you saying that? Are you saying that the people who allowed the legislation to make it easy to lock young black and Hispanic kids up for petty crimes, building a context for them to go to jail, the people who allowed that to happen in their communities by not voting, by not being politically intelligent, by not organizing, you're saying they should not. So, be the same people that allowed you an education, right. man. Those are the Brother, same people that said to you as a child. So you can't generalize so specifically and adamantly and run for an office in the city of Los Angeles. I can do whatever I want, one, and then two. It's a free I, world, I, but you can't yeah, say whatever you want and expect me to vote. I, I don't need your vote. I, I, with the people whoa, that whoa, I'm whoa, whoa, there it is. Yeah, I don't need your vote. You can't, I, you can't, I, you can't I, be I, sensitive, brother, in this business. No, no, no. You cannot no, be offensive politician. Let's not change the topic. You're taking an topic. offense of a person that has successfully you're, you're, you're cha- you're been working in this country successfully with a change of family. And this you man brought a situation to you that you brought up earlier, and you are too sensitive to give a very constructive answer. You consistently beat your own people down, yet you're going to walk yourself through our community, shake hands with the babies, the ones that have the little sedity ones and the ones that ain't having nothing, that one day will have something like most of our successful people. Everybody what? didn't go to the same school you did. Yeah. But at the same time, we have respect for each other. And we know now, like the brother no, 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 said no, no. You, you, you don't what, what sound you like the kind of brother that he would vote for. You okay, even shut that young okay. brother that's down. That's, that's, that's okay. That's You're okay. just shooting this Let me talk. Let me talk. No, 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 brother. You don't. Lorenzo has been sharing your mouth. You speak and interrupt everyone. You're not a politician. This is Compton politics. This is the people. Okay, okay, that's that's You need to be listening, my man. The point is, regardless of everything you're saying, regardless of everything you're saying, there's black kids being locked up right now in our community based off of legislation that was created when you were in your 30s and 40s. And you are keeping it going by not sitting and listening to the people. No, we don't want to listen to the people. That's the point. That's the point. That's the point. You it don't is have the point. It is Your the generation point. does not have solutions. Hey. Your generation hey, does not yo, have yo, solutions. Yo, 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 you're going to have to respect. Hold them up. Time out. Time out. Hold them up. Time out. Time out. You got to, hey, we got to put somebody on mute. If y'all can't listen and hear, the world is not going to get fixed. You Lorenzo, know what I'm saying? We're going to start I'm talking to you. Lorenzo, I'm talking to you. Lorenzo, I'm talking to you right no, now. No, no, listen, Sharif, Sharif, bruh, yeah. you've got to let me talk. You're talking to the whole everybody. You can't just say you're talking to me because everybody's on the phone. My whole thing is this. You have to be careful on what you say to people that's going through a lot of things. You can't point the finger. You can't, you can't do that. I, I, regard, I don't know. I'm just being real with you. I'm just going to be real with you because I'm feeling what they, in a way what they're saying because I am from the community. I'm knowing what's going on. I got what you said, but you cannot point no fingers. 
Yeah, you can. That's and it needs, to, and it needs to happen. It needs to happen. It needs to because it's never not, happened before. Okay. It's never yeah. happened before. Let him finish, Mr. Politician. Let him finish. That's great. That's great. But on constant politics, this is constant politics world. This is T25's world. This is not. That's not reality. This is changing. I'm about change. I'm about change. I'm not about. I'm not about sitting down and listening to people who don't have solutions. Pretend that they do. You cannot at all downplay anybody nowhere. Wait a minute. Come on now. You can't do that because you see people not accepting that. Of course, they don't want to take responsibility, and that's the problem. They are taking responsibility. No, they're not. No, they're not. People do take responsibilities. You know why? You know why I say that? Because I'm around people that take responsibilities every day. Just like what you sitting here saying on Compton Politics about what you know, I'm around people every day. The people that I call to call on Compton Politics tonight are the people that I'm talking about. They're about movement. They're about change. No, they're not. They've, been no, they're not. They've been fighting for a long time. Like I told you before, back in those days when you talk about y'all was 30, y'all was 40, they weren't even allowed to do certain stuff. Women can't even vote until the fifties, bro. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. You have to watch what you say. It was you. You can take it all the way back to the thirties and forties. Come on, are you for real? The thirties well, and forties. May I was, may I say wait. something? Can I say something, <laughs> gentlemen? I I just want to say this, and, and all due respect to everyone here and who what they're doing individually. Yeah. And uh, I I just I just really want to say this, Barbara, with straight talk. You know, we're going to be doing this again tomorrow, seven thirty, two five CL. Same place, same channel, all two men. But do know this, do know this, that I had a friend, he was white, and we, he invited me. He was the chairman of the Democratic Committee of San Francisco. And he invited me to go with him to the uh, Democratic Convention. He said, you're such a radical person. He said, I can't think of a person who would better enjoy this than you. So I went, and I was so proud because I had all access to everything, and all the various constituents had rooms and all the, you know how it is, maybe nobody's been, but let me tell you, everybody's got their room, everybody's got their own agenda. When we went to, now I'm Native American as well, I'm registered Creek Nation card carrying, so I went to, he said, let's go to the, the Native American to see what they're doing. I said, okay, great. When we got there, they had a bag lunch. They had water for us. I, I took my water. I sat down in my place. They had an agenda written down. They went through their agenda about how they were going to start gaming and how they were going to do this and that and the Miwoks and woo-woo. Then he said, well, I'm Irish, so let's go over. And your last name is McGee, so, hey, let's go on over and see what the Irish constituents are doing. Went in there. They gave us parking passes. We went inside there. They had their entire agenda, what they were going to do, how they were going to push their agenda forward. And then he said, hey, the black uh, uh, United Front, the black caucus is right down the hall. Let's go over there. I said, oh, yes, that's why I was there. He walked across the hall, and this entire conversation, I I, I wish you could see my face right now because I got a big tear coming out of my eye. Everybody was split. Had a brother like the brother who's running for office talking. Had another brother like the host of the show talking. Had another brother like Andre Ward, business talking. Had everybody, but nobody was on the same page. And you know what happened? They talked, 
And they talked, and you know what our argument was? It was it was so pitiful I had to walk out. We never addressed the issue, which is the issue of Lorenzo's show tonight. What was Christian's response and how we should we respond to the shooting and who and who? But guess what? It was about who had the right to speak on the floor. And they argued that until their time was up. And that, my friends, is why we lost political prowess in the Democratic Party to where our issue mm-hmm. does not even count. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I agree 100% on that. And that's why Lorenzo, maybe you could help me out. Why is it that black people have a problem taking responsibility? It's always this dynamic. They don't want to take on the fact that we, God gave every human being the ability to create reality. That's, that's fact. If you believe in God, you believe that we have the ability to create reality. So if there's any problem that we experience outside of us, God created that problem in order for us to believe in him get his strength and be able to overcome it. So where's my disconnection at when I'm saying we don't need to be called racist anymore. We just need to be human beings and connect to God. And if we live in America, we need to live as Americans and deal with the problems as Americans from an economic standpoint and not this fake concept of color. If if, if an old-timer has a problem with taking responsibility, I don't want their vote, okay? I'm, I'm speaking to a generation and trying to get them away from people who are trying to brainwash them into thinking that they're black people and they need to struggle go this way for the next 40, 50 years of their life and perpetuate it to another generation. I'm trying to perpetuate human beings, people who oh, well, are free. I agree with that. But what happens is that you don't have to say that One at a time, one at a time, one at a time, please. One at a time. Spell his name out so I can make sure I get who he is. Make sure you got it in yourself. Hold on a second, Bill. Hold on a second, Bill, Barbara, and Lorenzo, what he just said. Um, if you remember when I when I started my conversation, I made sure that I didn't say all white people. I said a certain segment. So I didn't condemn an entire race of people, but you just condemned every black person in this. Well, every black person that doesn't take responsibility. Yes, every black person that does not take responsibility is still on the plantation in 2015. <laughs> Why do you think that? All of it. Because, because God because God created us to create the reality. We want to take responsibility for the life he's given us. So if we put the blame on anybody else, that is the divorcement of God, which makes us animals. And an animal that's a man is a slave to himself. That's what I'm saying. So if you believe that someone... So are you black? Can I ask you a question? Do you feel you're black? I feel like I'm a human being. So you don't you don't fit on the criteria with us we've been through in our history. No 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 no. I I'm a human being and I was born okay, in the eighties. Oh wait wait let me, I'm I'm gonna answer it. Maybe, maybe not the way you want to hear it, but let no, me I don't, answer. I don't want to. I don't I don't need a correct answer. I just need an answer. I mean, I'm just okay. here. Well, if you don't want to correct you know, answer, you're my boy, and I'm just trying to figure out. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm not a slave. I'm, I'm not a slave. Okay, I'm not a slave. Okay, I got you. I got you. But I'm just asking. I'm asking. You. You're a puppet. You're not a slave. You're exactly right. You're a successful puppet. And they have done very good with you, my man. And I'm very proud of white men consistently putting brothers like you back in the community. But let me tell you, the community is not as sleep as you think, my friend. I guarantee right. you, the good Lord They're will not, come man. down on you. You've got to face that brown. Don't ever put on a baseball hat and jeans, and you'll get the experience of who we really are, who you really are. <laughs> so all I'm saying is, I love you, man, and you better stop hating us. Because at the end of the day, 
So I run into a black yeah. man to dodge that bullet. Let me, Believe, necessarily, let me tell you something. Slave doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that you're out picking cotton. You could have a suit on and still be a slave, brother. That's right. And let me tell you something else. Uh, this is for everyone in our listening audience. Before we start divorcing and start uh, uh, saying what we're not going to call ourselves, we live in a racial construct, not by our own creation. This construct is going down, and it's already, it's already in full effect. Yes, so it is. What we got to do is we got to empower our youth. Hey, you know what? Did you know you black and you proud? Do you know how that set me free? Do you know how James Brown set me free when I was James standing Brown? on the campus and I was the only black chick oh and for miles with all the white folks and I put my little fist up and I was 9 or 10 years old when they was bombing Oak Park and when they was bombing every black Panther, a safe house across the nation when they had 200,000 soldiers that could come and They was black, and I'm black, and that's what made me proud. None of this stuff we see right now is making me proud. None of that. And I have to be proud before I can invoke change in my consciousness. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Our kids are being dogmatic every day. I don't care what you say, brother, from Ladera Heights, but let me tell you something about kids in America, <laughs> black kids in America everywhere is sitting in school right now, scared to raise their hand because the worst class of all eight is U.S. history. When they what about, what about the white kids? Gregory, over what about the white kids? Again. Do we care about them too? Do we care about the white kids, too? That We're going to have to make sure white kids because we live in America, my man. Cerise, how do you get a name like Cerise? I'm not worried about them because they don't have the issues that I have with my okay, daughter. Well, that's, a pro- that's a problem with your heart. If you don't care about any American thing, you were still a slave. You're still a slave. You're not an American. You're a slave. You're not an American. American you're cares slave. for every single American that lives on this planet. Let, 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 let me make it explain to you. I'm a dual citizen. Now, I'm a citizen of the Creek Nation. I'm a, I'm a Native American with a car. Now, if every black person had a sovereignty in this nation and was protected in this nation with a car that said they could get education for free, they could get medical coverage for free, they could get housing for free because of what they went through, because of the Holocaust. <laughs> you have on your political platform, bro. Get with that. All right, this is Thompson Politics, ladies and gentlemen. This is a hot show. Uh, you know, I'm looking at the time. It's 9-11. Usually it stops at quarter to nine, and it's just like a really hot show, man. And I just really love it because, you know, um, this is Thompson Politics. But we're trying to break it. Really and truly, our mission is to break the cycle of hatred. And it don't have anything to do with race. Every individual here on this line tonight is speaking from their own experience of where they feel, no matter what nobody say. This is what I'm this is what I'm hearing by being a host of Contra Politics. And we are here to break the cycle of this hatred that we all have. We've got to come together some way, somehow. Listen, this is just Compton politics. Can you imagine what the other world and the other parts of the nation, how people are really feeling when we walk by each other, what we really think about each other? These are the breaking of the cycle of things we need to do. This is why I'm glad we, we're talking 
everybody getting out what they feel, getting out the truth on what they've been through. But the whole thing is it's about still respecting no matter what somebody feels. That's what country politics is about. We got to break the cycle of this hatred. We listen. It sounds like to me we all got the we all know the answers, but we don't. We all know the problems, but we all don't have the answers. That's why we need to come together. Like I said, about it. Like I said, I, this show tonight was like you said. It was about how. <laughs> I mean, how do Christians forgive what happened in South Carolina? Guess what? We haven't even got to that part. So, so, so my whole thing is this: How do we forgive from this point on? He said what he said. The lady said what he said. I said what I said. The chief said what he said. Joe said what he said. Everybody said what he said. We already know how everybody feels. We already know where everybody's from. We need to come together as people, as human beings, as black Americans, as American Americans, no matter what type of Americans. We need to come up with solutions no matter how we feel. Seriously. We've got to come up with a solution. And, and I like how she said, what do we do as men? What are we going to do? Nobody answered her question. She already told us what she's going to do with the girls. We educate the young generation on being human beings and helping other human beings and changing themselves as human beings and seeing black and white as a social construct created by a rich class to degrade their individualities of human beings. We have to promote that idea in our schools, in our playgrounds, on our basketball courts. We need to free the next generation so they could be human beings and work on themselves, work on their fears, work on their paranoias, work on their pain, work on themselves, and not sit around in fear and oppressor that doesn't even exist. I think we also, if I may add, I think we also we have a group called the Mentorship. We take eight years old to 13, like this lady is doing with the girls. And we had uh, uh, we asked for men to come and support us a few weeks ago. We was looking for a small amount, 400 men, but black, white, Mexican, Asian, came to 57th in Vermont, and we all sat and we decided, decided how we're going to push forward. This thing has been started. This service has been started by Marcus Farrell uh, several years ago. It's been very successful. We got our first young black child, who's 26 years old now, who started uh, when he was 12, 11 and uh, wanted to be a pilot. Now he's one of our first young pilots out of Compton from at the American Airlines. We have another kid that my, my interest and what my support is there is I think it's important for us to learn languages because of the many people that are coming into the country and the way the country is bending and proposedly doing the right thing for them, then we need the right th thing and educate and take it to that level of education and including language. So I am totally support of our infrastructure. Our infrastructure, I don't press white, black, green. I just press, let's get, the, let's get some knowledge, let's get some information, but let's do understand where each one of us comes from. Just like the Mexico can take us to Mexico City, we can take us to wherever we go. You know, we should always have that comfort zone and that, that, uh, that freedom to, to know who we really are. But at the same time, deal with society and everything that society has to offer everyone. And because we have somebody successful, black, in every aspect of this world, since of this America, since we got our butts kicked and still getting our butts kicked, and we can always do that. 
So we always got to strive to be the best that we can be. But people like that sister that's working with those young girls, which is very important, we're working with the young brothers to, to take the in and the B out of the game, to pull our pants back up over our waistline, to dress and think and act accordingly. And we have 260 kids that are doing that. And then a lot of them don't have fathers. A lot of them don't have happy homes, but we're doing the best we can, and we're doing it with black monies. And I say black monies, meaning all races that decide they want to help somebody. We say black money because a lot of people don't want to record what they're doing until we show success. It's all good. It's all good. It's been very supportive of our children here in uh, Los Angeles. All right. Thank you very much, Bill. Anybody else want to have any closing, any nice closings to say, you know, you know, because we're going to the end of the show, and it's time to put out some positive energy. Yes. So the world is filled with what we're talking about. Lorenzo. Yes. This is Rodman. Okay. Uh, I, I really want to uh, comment, and I, I, I pray that no one interrupts me right now, because this has been the very topic, the very beginning of Lorenzo's show, is why and what it means to forgive when the Christians had forgiven this young man. Okay? And I pray that you uh, give me that much respect. I've been quiet for the whole show. Uh, I'm trying to keep a little calm and order here with Lorenzo because it is a very, very hot topic. Now, I want to get back to what it means to right? and much respect to uh, Chief, regarding uh, his beliefs, uh, but as a Christian, I disagree. But I want to say something that is stated not in the Bible, but in the Quran. And it says, and I'll have to mute uh, anyone else if you can't mute your phones. It says, whether you reveal a good act or keep it hidden or pardon an evil, Allah is ever pardoning and all-powerful. Make allowances for people. Command what is right. And turn away from the ignorant. Right? It says, those of you who are possessing affluence and ample wealth should not make oaths that they will not forgive. They give their relatives or, 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 and, and very good of poor and those who have made other allowances the way of Allah. Allah is all pardoning, ever forgiving. Okay? Now, let me go to the Bible and what it says about definition of forgiveness. The definition for forgiveness could be giving up my right not to hurt you. It's impossible to live on this fallen earth, fallen planet without getting hurt, offended, misunderstood, lied to, and rejected. Learning how to respond properly in one of the basic, is one of the basic Christian life. It's the basic life. It's to forgive. The word forgive means to wipe away or to make the slate clean, to pardon, to cancel a debt. When we wrong someone, we seek his or her forgiveness in order for the relationship to be restored. But now with the family, their relationship with one another will be restored. 
It is important to remember that forgiveness is not granted because a person deserves to be deserves the right to be forgiven. Instead, it is an act of love, mercy, and grace which God teaches us, which the Bible teaches us. How we act to that person will change, of course, because we're looking for justice. It doesn't mean we will put ourselves back at the harmful into the harmful situation or that we suddenly accept or approve of the person's continual wrong behavior, of course not. It simply means we release them from the wrong they've committed against us. We forgive them because God forgave us. And that's in the book of Ephesians, Romans, that's all through the Bible. We have to have that peace of mind, because if our mind is not at peace, our body is not at peace. That uh, that, hold on. That affects our life. The Bible gives us so much um, instruction on what it means to be forgiving. We forgive because we have to be forgiven of God. We forgive in the obedience of God. We forgive others to gain control of our lives from hurt emotions. Hurt emotions, everybody. We forgive so we don't and won't become bitter and defile those around us because we got family members around us. They've got family members around them who have to live with a loss. But they're forgiven because they need that peace of mind. That's what it means to be forgiven. And there's so much more in this area of forgiveness, and we need to continue this topic because it may the story may die uh, of these nine people who lost their lives, but it will be lived forever because we are still living it. Whether we black, white, yellow, purple, green, I don't care what we are, we are people who are living in this world, in this society that is going through this. But if we don't learn forgiveness and, like, we need to build, there needs to be a solid foundation. When are we going to build this solid foundation? That's a question, y'all. That's a question. Uh, we had one more caller just came back on the line. I know we're getting ready to close out the show, but somebody it came up. It is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. I am back by popular demand. My phone clicked <laughs> off. <laughs> Your phone died. <laughs> All right, Lorenzo. But uh, hey, I love I love what you said. I want to just I want to uh, hold on. I just want to you know say you know I, I, I would love for you to just you know hold everything because I know you got your show is gonna be hot a hot topic tomorrow. <laughs> but I'm it's gonna be a hot topic tomorrow. Yes, you're absolutely right. Sure. But you know I but just want to say this one <laughs> thing, Rodney. Hold on, hold on, hold on, please, please, just hold on a minute. Um, But these are the things that we have to think about because even though we've got sidetracked in different areas, okay, we're learning from this experience. Of course. Are are we taking this and and grabbing hold of the reins, grabbing hold of the horns of the bull and running with it and doing something about it? They say, "Don't, don't do it, be about it. And that's a lesson we have to learn, and we are continually learning. Go ahead, Barbara. All right. Well, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody for listening to what I have to say. But I'm living a real black life, so I can't help that. That's who I am. That's how I was raised. 
that's what my reality is. Even when I put a blonde wig on, they still call me black girl. There's a black girl <laughs> over there. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. That's the way it is. But I just want to say this. I just want to say this. You know, we live in a media construct as well. And, you know, we're talking about what Christians should do. That was the question, true enough. What should Christians do? But can you believe or would you consider that maybe only one family said that? Did anybody really listen to what the judge said when he said that the real forgiveness needs to go to the white family who is being bombarded in the press because they're a good family and that they had a prosecution that was going to do the good deed? They had a DA, uh, the DA was going to do the good deed. Did you hear the judge go on to say that the police was going to do the good deed? You didn't hear that. But what I'm saying is, is everything, and that brother in Ladera Heights, I just want to tell you, God bless you. I'm praying for you. Because if you Sharif, want to lead my name is Sharif. Sharif, brother, if you want to lead people, you can't exclude nobody. And you can't, you, I understand where you're coming from with the way you feel, but the way you feel cannot be how to lead people. You've got to lead people with factual and with a plan. And the plan is not to re-educate. The, the plan is to empower. That's what we have to do first. We have to understand who we are, separate and single. And everybody tune in tomorrow night at 730, okay? Because we're going to do this again. My name is Sharif. My name is Sharif. But the thing is, just to, just to respond to that, the issue is, yeah, you can say empowerment, but the whole concept of being black is a concept of disempowerment. That's, that's why it was given to us as a term. The concept of being white is a concept of disempowerment. It's, it, it's well, and that's white folks are proud of you, Sharif. You're good. Well, okay. well, white, well white, folks, white, white, white folks are not. They're struggling. They're losing their homes all across America. Just Everybody's like struggling. Struggling. It's, it's, okay, it's, it's so, so, so there's no difference. There's time. no difference between us. There's but no you, difference between us. At one time, as you mentioned, what should you, we do? What, okay, you, okay. We should yeah, be yeah, black. No, I did. I did. I did. Brown. I said the first what day, the should first, we do? I the said the first to children. What should you think? The first, the, first, the first initiative I want to put through is changing the, uh, what we, how we determine the issues in America, which is based off of our census reports. If we focus on the economic problems of communities versus black and these different ethnic differences that did matter in the past, they did matter in the past when America had immigration from people from all over the world. But today, right now, black, white, and brown and white have been living together for a long time. And we're saying, we, we listen to the same music. We like the same women. We watch the same sports. We have the same heroes. So there's no difference between us socially. The issue is economics. And so the first stage is, it's not a diss to the civil rights movement. My grandparents marched in the civil rights. My mom is a social justice professor. Uh, I got that. that. I got that. What are you going to do? We on the short field here. It's about to close. I want you okay. to sell me okay, on so, being, so, so, getting my community to vote for you. What okay. are you going to do for okay, it? Well, that's, I agree that's, with that's everything that's you separate, say. That's a separate. That's a separate. That's a separate discussion. What we're talking about right now is well, the issue. Well, you haven't mentioned nothing about the church, the church, and the Christians and the death of the people. So I guess this was all about you. Anytime no, you no, have time to interject. So no, I just no, want no. to say, since you are doing that and you're using this forum, what exactly would you do in short? The, the, the main issue of our district and many districts across California is the fact that the issues and the inequities that exist, whether it's in our healthcare system, our economic system, our private sector, are usually fixed 
through the federal government. And so what I'm proposing is for us to take an interdependent approach to fixing the issues in our, in our district. One of the initial ways of doing that is by building endowments, by building private endowments that are focused on specific issues, whether it's foster care, whether it's uh, a juvenile delinquents that are getting out of, out of school and being able to look at our children from an international perspective and say, well, how do we prepare our kids for the global economy? Someone said something, I think it was you, about teaching languages. But teaching languages, developing scientists, building uh, uh, technical uh, developers and software coding and these different entities, but preparing our district on an interdependent level and not waiting for something from a statewide or national level to fix our issues. The traditional okay, so model. I agree with that. I agree with that. So then now mm -hmm. on the point that we're actually talking about, which is, mm -hmm. so how should I feel uh, with my leader here not feeling a damn about what happened over there in uh, Carolina? No, no, I mean, no, no. I, I, you no, haven't I taken the stage I at all on that and no, as a no. politician. I would definitely focus on that, at least get the interest no, of uh, no, no. Mr. Murphy. If you listen to my words, you will hear true love, not a political response, right? Because I can give I a political response. So the true, the true love. It's not like Nixon, love, man. The true love that I'm speaking of is the love of looking at the white, black, and Hispanic as brothers. And I just, agree. Okay. I agree and so, with that. And, okay, and so and so and when we talk about forgiveness, it's a lot easier to forgive your brother and your sister than it is your enemy sometimes. And so my, 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 what I've been talking about is reinforcing and saying, hey, let's remove the fact that it was a white man walking into a black church as it was a young American that listens to the same music I listen to, that has the same Internet that I listen to, that watches the same Super Bowl that I watch and the same finals in the NBA that I watch, and he felt compelled to take someone else's life whether they were other white church they walked into or Hispanic church or, or, or masjid or, or, or synagogue, whatever, God forbid, any of those things that exist, he, 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 he chose to do that as an American citizen. So me as an American, we have to fix that. If it's mental ish, illness, we've got to fix that. If he, was, if he was brainwashed to believe that this is the way to deal with problems, we need to fix that. But we need to fix it as Americans and not as people who are being oppressed by white people. And that's what I'm saying. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Compton Politics. Look, we done broke a record. We done went two hours. We done went two hours Ooh. tonight. You know, I don't know. Yeah, but can I interject right here, though, Lorenzo? Go what ahead. We, what we need to do is call into Barbara's show tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Right, can you give off the number? Can you give off the number? Can you give off the number so people can write it down? Because I'm right. still going to call. Good idea. It's going to be a hot show. Uh, all right. This is the, the Street Talk from the High Brush coming live uh, from P25CL, Oakland, California. We'll be coming uh, on the caller ID, which is 131959. And that's a pound sign after. And then you're going to put pin is one pound. And that's going to be 7.30. All that want to be on the panel call in at 7.20 or so so we can get your sound check. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. This was T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This has been a hot first, second-year show. I really mm -hmm. want everybody from calling and stand on this line for two hours with us with our crazy <laughs> selves. So we are all crazy. We might not want to say black. We might not want to say white. But we can say intellectual crazy, okay? We all yeah. about what we're about. Oh, That's oh, what oh, I love. We're talking politics. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I think that wanted to say something. Lorenzo, Lorenzo, even better than even saying that we're crazy because that's how 
that's how they've that's how the the the, the popular system has always identified black uh, genius and creativity. But oh, he's crazy. We're we're all visionaries. We're all geniuses, and, yeah. and 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 it's because God created us, not because we're black, not because we live in Compton or Ladera Heights or, or or in Oakland. It's because God created us, and God created us in perfection for what we're supposed to contribute to this world. And that's all I'm focused on. I'm focused on us as human beings. God created us. We need to work on ourselves. We need to work on the pain that we experienced through our childhood. We need to work on the pain that we've experienced through life, whether it comes from white people we think it is or our parents or the community or the local gang or drugs or whatever. And, if, and, and we do need to take responsibility that we have let, let our generation down. And I'll just leave it like this. When Tupac and the gangster rappers in our, in our cities, in Los Angeles, were screaming to the rest of the world about what the cops were doing in our inner cities. It was the black intellectuals, it was the NAACP, and it was all these so-called black organizations that shut them down and told them to shut up. We don't want to hear what you have to say. You're not right. Gangster rap needs to stop, and that was our voice. But today in 2015, everything that uh, Cop Killer, what Ice-T was saying, everything that NWA was saying, we're still living it today, and it was because the black intellectual class that wants to keep us black, that wants to keep us black, that wants to keep us in these little slave-minded, well, we need the NAACP to protect us and this organization to protect us. But you know what? You know who's the Uncle Tom? The Uncle Tom is the one that goes out and listens to what the popular system says, creates an organization, and tries to convince the poor man to accept the beliefs of the rich man. And then they go around and say, oh, well, you know what? The gangster rappers, um, they're just niggers, and they're just in the inner city, and you shouldn't listen to them. And, and that's what they go out and did. And Dolores Tucker went out and did that, and she was honored for doing that. And that's what, and, and that's what I'm speaking against. So if, I'm, if I sound like I'm an Uncle Tom because I'm saying I'm greater than their little stupid race, I'm a human being created by God, and, and the Bible says it specifically, and I'm greater than anything that they could call me, if that makes me an Uncle Tom, I'm glad I'm, I'm proud of that. Right, right, right. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, anybody have any more last words? Because we're going to cut this short. So it's been two hours and five minutes. <laughs> really excited. I'm going to, so anybody well, on the line want to say your last brief, words? In, brief, oh, in, in real brief, just to keep it real short, uh, brother, you, the things that you're saying there in your closing statements are things for a utopic society. And it just so happens that we have not reached utopia as yet. And so until we reach utopia, there's going to be black and white and anything else in between, and the struggles are going to remain. Now, I want to also address something that Sister uh, Rosa said, my dear sister. She went to the Quran and was quoting um, uh, from Allah, what Allah said in the Quran, and obviously Allah is a forgiving God. But when you go to the Bible, the God of the Bible is not such as such. I mean, he killed more people in Sodom and Gomorrah with the flood and the prediction of more to die in the book of Revelations. And this is what's in that book. And so we can't be, to the Christians who want to forgive white for killing black, my whole thing, if that's what you want to do, it's cool. But you do that in the privacy of your own home. You can bow down. You can pray to that Jesus on your wall, whether he's black or white or some shades in between. But you do that in your home. But when you go into a court of law before a judge and you got millions of people listening to what you have to say, and when the uncle of this boy said, when he goes to the lecture, let me push the button, 
But you get the victims here who are saying, oh, no, we forgive him. That's where I have a problem, when you do it in public. If you want to forgive, do it in private. But in public, you say, fry his ass, and let's do it now. Let's don't wait. You do it now. You've got to show some degree of anger that you are upset about this. So when a judge comes along and says that his family is a victim, what can you say? If you're going to give forgiveness, the judge says, well, hell, if the black folks going to forgive him, hell, I'm going to forgive him too. And, and watch and see what happens when a jury of 12 of his peers walk in after they take their clan hoods off and go into that jury box. What are they going to vote on? I'll see you guys right. tomorrow night. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is something politics. Uh, I got to end the show. All right, uh, Joe. Just think, yes. No, I'm saying thank you. Okay, okay, thank you. I want to just really thank you. I'm really you know, sincerely out my heart. Thank everybody for calling in and coming politics. This is what makes the show dynamic for the world to hear. These are things, these are, these are the subjects that we need to talk about. We need to get out in the open. There's a lot of stuff I heard tonight I really did not know. You know what I'm saying? So I want to thank everybody for giving me new knowledge, new information, so I can take, and when I go out and help out these youths, these young boys and these young girls, I have more, better, much dynamics on how I can go out and teach them for the better of their, of their future. And that's what it's about. We have to think about our youths now. Um, we've got to plant good seeds in them so they can understand. So when they get to our age, we'll have a much better understanding, and they won't be speaking like we're speaking. And I do get what you're saying, uh, Sharif, about uh, the human being logic of how to teach, because God made humans, not constant, not uh, 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 physical things. God made things. So like even going back to the Christian situation, you know, it's, it's all go together. You know, God created us. And, then, and then it's just like when Adam and Eve was in the garden, they didn't know anything about sin until somebody told them something, and they, you know what I mean? So we have to get back to the old rules of life if we can. That's love, care, share, respect and having human dignity. That's what we need to get back to. This is what we need to plan on our kids. Um, I'm going to close out now. Uh, I'm, I'm sure if somebody did have something else to say, we can call tomorrow to the show tomorrow night uh, and continue on helping her out with her show. Um, this is 225CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This is your host, Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. I want to thank Rosalind for uh, keeping control of the mother, motherboard for me tonight. I just want to thank everybody for calling in. I'm tired. I'm down. I'm gone. Bye. <laughs> Four, three, two, one. Compton. I'm Paul. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.